And there we go. That is the end of the series premiere of Humanity. So honestly, I think I could have done way better with this premiere. I feel like I did stutter quite a bit. I did try to take as many takes as I can, but I feel like this is kind of just a good first start and I'll try to improve in future episodes. There's a lot more I do want to say about this. Like obviously the way that I'm telling the story, this is how it's going to be for the whole entire series. And this is going to be the first season for now. I don't know if I'm going to do the season two for, I don't know if I'm going to do season two yet at all. I do want to, but it really depends on the reception and overall what people think about it. But this first season is going to be a um, eight-episode first season. And the next episode is actually going to be coming out the same time as this one. It'll be a double premiere, and then we'll be going all the way till February 27th, since there'll be an ep- episode every Saturday at 9 p.m., there's two this time, but after that, every Saturday preceding that, it's only going to be one. And February February 27th is when we'll get the season finale, which is actually a day before The Walking Dead returns for the rest of the season 10. So there's not much else I want to say. Besides, I do want to give a big thank you to um, Dan's Reviews. He and a lot of other people on the channel have just really given the series a lot of support, and I would just like to give him and other people a lot of gratitude for this. So really, thank you so much for that. Well, anyway, I hope you enjoyed the premiere. I will see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Hello, everybody. It is Rowdy, and we are about to begin Humanity Season 1, Episode 2, Bite Mark. This is going to be a more of a bottle episode, kind of like the first one. It's going to be centering around Chloe Cordon. It's going to be a flashback episode centering around her mainly. However, there is going to be some present day stuff. It's just that a large portion of this episode is going to be this flashback centering around, around Chloe. So anyway, let's begin. We end the episode on a car driving down the freeway in the town. And in the car is Cassie and her mom. And they are driving to the hospital because at the end of uh, episode one, we saw that Cassie had to leave and she didn't really say exactly what was going on. But as Cassie and her mom were talking, we found out that Cassie's father isn't doing so well. He got really sick, so the hospital called him over to see what's going on so they can check on him. So now Cassie and her mom are driving to the hospital. We see Cassie and her mom and her mom interact on the way to the hospital. Cassie says that she's just worried about dad, but her mom says that it's going to be okay. His condition is pretty uh, serious, but he was recovering pretty quick, so maybe it's just a it's just a one random thing and he'll get better. She's gone really sick before and made a near recovery. She got sick for a day, but then she made a full recovery after. Cass says that she sure hopes that that is the case. Cass's mom asks if uh, she wants to turn on the radio for a bit. So they turn on the radio and 
there is a news report and they are talking about a disease. The news reporter talks about a disease that's been reported across all 50 states, Canada, and in some parts of Mexico. They said that the disease does not have much uh, known about it except for some symptoms such as coughing, fatigue, and like he lists a bunch of other symptoms and says that at this time they are unaware about the fatality rate, but they can confirm that there have been fatalities related, but they do not have like an exact number related to, to the disease. The news reporter says that right now that's all they can give while the CDC is going more into it to see what they can do. The news reporter just goes on to say some other stuff and then the news report ends. Cassie asks her mom what that could be about. Then Cassie's mom just says, don't worry about it. It's just another flu or something. But then Cassie's like, flu season? It's June. Cassie's mom just says, hey, don't think about it. You're just going to over-worry yourself. And with that, we cut to the intro. So we go back to the episode with a shot of a California resort a few days before the um, end of episode one. Approximately a day, actually. And we cut to a hotel room. And then in the bed, we see Chloe who is uh, in bed with a um, with one of her friends and the other bed, it's two other girls since the guys are separate from the girls. Chloe gets up and uh, her friend next door, whose name is Madison, gets up. And then we, uh, we see Chloe go into the shower and uh, Madison says that she'll meet her down for breakfast. The two other girls tell Chloe that they're not feeling too well and that they'll just uh, meet them later. And they have a bit of a flu or something, like they're coughing. Nothing too serious, but, well, it doesn't seem serious, but as we'll see later on, it might actually be more serious than it looks. Chloe leaves the hotel room after her shower, and then she begins walking outside the resort as happy music is playing. We see just teenagers running around having fun. There's pools, people swimming, children running around, people playing in a basketball court. It's a very optimistic and happy scene, similar to what we had in the first episode with Alex riding to school. But we see a guy uh, leaning against the pole on his phone, and Chloe goes up to him and kisses him, and turns out this is her boyfriend, whose name is Jason. Jason asks what took her so long, and Chloe just laughs and says that she was in the shower and some of her roommates weren't feeling too well. Jason says that uh, he's a bit surprised because one of his roommates isn't feeling too well either, and that's actually the case for a few people. Chloe asks, maybe there's some kind of bug? Jason says, I mean, maybe. He said the last trip that the, the high school did the year before, a few students got sick. Turned out that some kid ended up uh, getting kind of infected with like something by touching something he wasn't supposed to, and then a few other people got sick. And Chloe says, well, hey, history is bound to repeat itself. Jason says that they're about to do roll call, so they should probably go meet in the lounge area. Chloe and Jason walk together into the lounge, this lounge area, and then we have 
all like these teenagers sitting around. And then we have the teachers slash chaperones coming up and they read out a schedule for the day. And they just like explain some certain things like they have some kind of surfing events, some other stuff. It's like an organized school trip they're on. Something that I did a few months ago, actually. But anyway, so they're on the school trip and um, the teacher says that they're going to be going back home in about a week. So try to get the best of it now since this is a once in a lifetime type trip with the school. Another chaperone addresses that a few students have uh, reported to be sick. And this chaperone just says that if they're not feeling anything, if they're feeling anything and like not feeling well, they should report to um, their room till further notice to make sure they don't get anybody else sick. The head chaperone says that that's it really for uh, for them and just tells them to enjoy themselves and that there is a dance at that at night and they're going to be having a good time. There's going to be food. There's going to be music. It's going to be a goddamn party. The students and children, all these teenagers, walk out of the room. And Jason and Chloe are walking together and meet up with Madison. And um, Madison just walks with them as they um, decide, hey, let's not go to breakfast from the hotel since the food is kind of shit. Let's go to a restaurant not far from here. Jason says that it's actually a really good idea since he'd love to, you know, have some edible food for once. So they uh, leave the resort and walk across the street to this um, to this breakfast restaurant, which is basically a Denny's. It wouldn't be called Denny's because of, uh, you know, probably like um, licensing and stuff, but it'd be like a parody of Denny's that they'd be eating at. They're eating there and having a bit of a bit of breakfast and then a cop walks in and um he talks to a receptionist and like jason chloe and madison they're like right next to the receptionist desk they're like in a booth right next to it so they kind of hear this conversation go down and the cop asks if um, anybody with uh, showing certain symptoms has walked in and he would describe like similar symptoms to that radio broadcast we heard with uh, Cassie and her mom at the beginning of the episode. The woman says that she is unaware and asks why. The cop says that they've gotten some reports of some kind of flu or something, some kind of um, infection that people have been getting. It's nothing too serious, but they're trying to investigate to make sure it's nothing too bad, as they have reports of at least 50 around the area. The receptionist says that she has nothing uh, to know about it right now. The cop thanks her and says that, uh, just call if there's anything, and the cop walks out. Um, a waiter comes up to, um, the kids, uh, about to take their order, and they ask the waiter what that was about. But the waiter says that he doesn't really know, and even if he did know, he wouldn't be allowed to disclose it, so he apologizes. We, um, we don't, like... I'm not going to describe the scene, but we would have a small scene of them like discussing and building up um, character development between the three characters as they eat breakfast and all that. But it's not something I'm just going to describe in detail because it would be too long. But it would just be a scene to mainly develop the characters and, you know, give more insight on who they are. We jump a few hours later to um, a scene at night 
and uh, we see like the kids, they're going to this party and it's like in a certain part of the resort and it's like really like crazy. There's music, kids are dancing and like drinking like fruit punch and stuff. And though it wouldn't be said, it'd be clearly shown that some of these kids are drunk. Like they managed to like sneak in some alcohol and put that in their drinks. So Chloe and Jason walk in with Madison, but then Madison says that she has to go grab something from the room and that she'll be back. Chloe uh, says uh, just be back soon because they want to all hang out and have a good time. So Jason and Chloe walk together to like this table with food and they each grab some food and some punch and they just drink and just talk. Jason asks how Alex is doing and if she spoke to him. Chloe says she hasn't she hasn't spoken on the phone with him with, for about two days, but he was doing good last last uh, last she heard. Jason says that he's pretty mature for his age. I mean, he says like when he when he was uh, Alex's age, he was a little shit. But Chloe just says um, her parents are never really around; they're always on business trips, and she's always at school or hanging out with friends. I mean, that's kind of the same with Alex, but. Alex has kind of been self-raised for the most part for the last two years. So he's definitely more independent than most. And it just caused him to have a more mature mindset for his age than most people. Jason says that it makes sense. But he says he respects him. He's a good kid and he's a good brother to Chloe. And Chloe says that she wouldn't have it any other way. Jason also brings up the character Kelly from the first episode. And he asks, like, how things are going between them. But then Chloe just shrugs him off and says that she does not want to talk about that stupid bitch. And Jason tries to, you know, push him more, but Chloe just brushes him off and just tells him to drop it. We cut to a scene with Madison as she heads back to her hotel room. She opens her door and um, enters the room, which is completely dark, and she... uh calls out her roommate's names. I don't really have names for them, but she just would call them out. And they don't answer. She walks into the room more, like where the beds are. And then she is attacked by one of her roommates. And this um, roommate, well, he's a zombie. Well, she is a zombie. Well, obviously they don't know that yet, but she's trying to bite Madison. And Madison tries to push her off and screams, like asking what the hell's going on. And she pushes the first roommate off of her and tries to run for the door. But then the other roommate is like in the bathroom and walks out, tackles Madison and bites her in the neck as she screams. And there's just a ton of blood and it is a very, very graphic death. For like the first death in the series, this is a very graphic, like, very graphic scene. She screams for help as these two, uh, the two roommates who are zombified just eat her alive as she just screams at the top of her lungs. We cut back to the dance where Chloe and Jason... Um, are talking and they're like, where the hell's Madison? It's been a good while. And they're like, hey, let's go check on her. Not before, like, Jason actually pulls out his phone and tries to call her, but she doesn't answer. 
they walk to the door to leave the area. But then one of the chaperones stops them and asks where they're going. Chloe says she's going to check on Madison. Hasn't seen her in a little bit. Uh, the teacher asks if um, if she cannot do that. They rather try to not have um, students out of the uh, out of this area. But Chloe says she's just going to go get her and come back. The teacher is like, "Fine, but I got to go with you. It's the rules. Sorry." So the teacher um, kind of guides them. Well, it's only Chloe. Like she says that the teacher says that the. Um, Jason cannot go with Chloe. So Chloe and the chaperone walk together. And they head to the hotel room. And they go to the door. And they knock on it. Chloe mentions that her two roommates were sick. I mean, maybe like, you know. Maybe Madison just wasn't feeling good. And, you know. Wasn't feeling good and just stayed in the room or just decided to stay in. There was no answer at the door after the knock. The teacher continues to knock and ask him to open the door before just being like, screw it. And she pulls out a key card to open it because like all like these chaperones have like master key cards that allow them to open the students' rooms. The teacher opens the room and like she knows they're clearly in there because she hears uh, footsteps. The teacher opens the door and is immediately tackled by Madison, who is now zombified. And and Chloe backs up as the teacher is tackled. And the teacher's like super shocked and like, what the hell's going on? Chloe screams at Madison and tells her to get off her. But Madison just continues to growl and try to attack the teacher. And then we see the two other um, roommates head towards them. And then Madison takes a huge bite out of this teacher's neck as the teacher screams and then Chloe just runs down the stairs as the three zombies begin, well, going after her. They, uh, they continue to follow her and they're pretty fast. They're, uh, the zombies in this series are actually going to be pretty fast. Unlike the walking dead, they're not like full on running, but they're definitely like speed walking. So they're, they're definitely more of a threat in this series than they are in The Walking Dead. Chloe uh, continues to run out of the building. And um, she runs out to the lobby uh, to head back outside to where the dance is going on. And a receptionist asks what's going on. And uh, Chloe screams out, there's, there's been deaths. And the receptionist is kind of, um, you know, like confused and asks if Chloe is like high or something. As we see the three zombies turn the corner and begin running at, um, well, not running, but, you know, walking towards Chloe and the receptionist. As the door to the hotel opens and two police officers come in and they unload their guns into the three zombies. They don't kill them right away since um, only hatchets can kill them and they're unaware of that. But after, like, each of them managed to place a headshot, they all drop dead. Chloe is in shock, and she's clearly just traumatized from this incident. The cops run up to her and ask her if she's okay. And she and she's just speechless. And she has a bit of blood on her from, like, when the teacher was killed. So, 
Um, one of the um, chaperones, along with the head chaperone, comes in and asks what the hell's going on as Jason and a bunch of other students come too, since obviously there were gunshots. The cops say, uh, the cops say it's not their concern that it'll be handled. Go back to your rooms and, uh, you know, try not to think about it. We're now in a room where the cops are uh, questioning Chloe about what happened. And she kind of tells them the whole story about her uh, not seeing Madison for a while. So going to check on her with the chaperone. Chaperone opened the door. She was attacked. And they were... And she doesn't know what was up with her, but she was acting completely out of control. She just went crazy. She asked how that could happen. The cops ask if um, she was showing any symptoms of like coughing, like those symptoms that we had before. And Chloe says that, not Madison, but the two roommates, yeah. And a lot of other people at the resort. The cops look at each other and uh, seem to be like, yeah, we've seen this before. The cops tell Chloe that they can't really disclose much, but this is something they've heard all over the um, all over uh, the state of California. Chloe, uh, Chloe asks if she knows what exactly was up with them, and the cop says, "I mean, they're not doctors, but from what little they do know, it's something to do with the virus." But not many people know about it, and. It hasn't happened enough to go mainstream. The cops uh, look at Chloe and ask her nicely to just try not to um, tell anyone what happened. It would just cause, you know, it would cause um, a frenzy and it's not something that they want. The cops say they know about the whole, that they're like on a school trip. And for their own safety, they've spoken with uh, the head counselor and they're going to be sent back home in the morning. Like back to where they where they came from. Chloe asks if she can go, and the cops say, um, "Yeah, of course," and tell her that they're sorry about her friend. And she looks at them and just says, "It's not going to bring her back, is she? Is it?" And just walks out. And she just we just have a close up shot of Chloe, and she has like tears rolling down her face because well. Madison, who was literally like her best friend, died in a horrific way. And Jason is uh, waiting for her outside as he she goes up to him and hugs him. And Jason asks what happened, and she just she just continues to cry and says that she just does not know. All students are called into a uh, the meeting room, like the from like the beginning of the episode. And the head counselor explains a bit about what happened. Not the full story since he was asked along with like with along with Chloe not to disclose too much. But he announces that there has been the unfortunate um there's been an unfortunate incident and in that there's been the loss of life of around ten students. Cause some other people died too, not just Chloe not just Chloe's friends and, you know, Madison. And every, all the students are like looking at each other, like super shocked. And some of them are crying, and some of the people who died were their friends and maybe boyfriends, girlfriends, and people they had relationships with. The head, the head counselor says that due to safety concerns, 
in the morning they're going to be going back to Massachusetts. He says that their parents are already being informed that they are coming back and um, tells them that they will, that for their own safety, all students will be divided in individual rooms. The police are sweeping out the rooms to make sure they are clear and safe. And he's, and the counselor also says that if anybody is showing any signs to go to the police immediately for their own safety and for the safety of the others. The counselor, again, apologizes and says that this is a tragedy and that when they're home, they will honor the students that lost their lives on this horrific day. Chloe just sits there again, emotionless, as Jason just hugs her and tells her it's going to be okay. We cut back to the present day with um, Alex and Chloe on the couch. And this was basically like all told by uh, Chloe to Alex. And, and Alex is just shocked to hear that all that happened. Chloe is just in tears still. And she says that she's just completely destroyed like about how that could happen. Alex asks if she's heard anything else else about what exactly went down chloe says not much but that whole virus thing it's been reported across all the states now she says that some bad shit is going on and it doesn't look like it's gonna get any better alex calms her down and tells her that it's not gonna go that way at least he hopes not he says that whatever it is that is going on the cdc medical professionals they'll find a way around it Maybe they're about to go into a pandemic or something, something serious, but their society survived the Black Plague like decades ago, decades ago, centuries ago. They survived all these awful plagues. Whatever this is, they're going to make it. And he tells her that, that he knows they're going to make it. Alex asks why Chloe didn't call, and Chloe tells him that well, for some reason, the phone lines have been faulty. Something about a lot of 911 calls and the phone lines have just been completely clogged up and it's been impossible to reach anybody. Alex asks um, Chloe about their parents and if she tried to reach them. I mean, again, Alex, Alex is just, you know, Alex's question is just, you know, same answer. Chloe just says, couldn't reach them. Chloe says that Jason's on her way on his way now to bring um to bring her stuff. And well, she just wants to go to bed and forget about all this and hope that maybe this is some kind of awful nightmare. Alex hugs her and tells her that no matter what, he's always gonna be here for her. He might be her he might be younger than her and like he might be her little brother, but it doesn't mean he can't take care of her. She smiles and tells him that she loves him even when she can be a bitch to him he's always going to be her little brother a car pulls up and it's jason from you know the flashback and he comes out uh with uh his car which has chloe's bags in it because chloe like took a bus or something to get to get back here jason uh comes out with the bags and alex and chloe come out to help uh bring everything inside 
Jason and Alex interact a little bit, and Alex, you know, tells Jason he's sorry about what happened. And Jason says that he is too. And he can't believe um, such a tragic incident could happen. He says that Madison, all those people that did nothing wrong, even if they did, even if they weren't saying some of them, they didn't deserve that fate. Alex says nobody does. They all walk in and they uh, end up making supper. Alex doesn't eat since he already ate, but he does sit with them and talk to them about um, some stuff as they kind of talk a bit, all three of them. Again, it's more of character development than anything, but it's clear that um, these three have a tight bond. Alex loves Chloe as his sister. And him and Jason, like, they have, like, a really, like, brotherly relationship. Jason uh, Jason talks to Alex about girls a little bit. Though, like, with what happened, they try to not think about it and try to talk as if, as if things were normal. And Jason just asks Alex if he's spoken to any cute girls lately. And Alex says, yeah, but nobody he necessarily feels for right now. And Jason just kind of messes with him and teases him, but Chloe just taps him on the back and tells him to just back off and stop being a jerk. And Jason's just like, I'm just messing with the kid. Chloe Chloe and Jason finish their food, and they say, hey, they're going to go to bed, and Chloe tells Alex he should go to bed as well. Alex asks, like, you know, exactly what are they going to do now? He says that he's just nervous for her. Like, he hopes that this doesn't affect her too much. But Chloe, like, doesn't hold anything back and says that she's not going to be the same. Madison was her best friend. She's not going to be the same person without her. Alex assures her that, again, he's always going to be here for her and that she'll find a way out of it. Tragedy. Tragedy does suck but tragedy can sometimes lead to happiness in the end you come out stronger and that's the important part so now Alex uh, goes to his room and he lays down and he's just on his phone texting again and we don't know who he's texting again Hmm. like this is like an episode one where he was texting somebody who we didn't know who but again he's like texting that person and with that, this is kind of the end of Alex's storyline for this episode. And now we cut back to um, back to Cassie from the beginning as her and her mom arrive at the hospital. They enter the hospital, and there's cops here. Like, there's cops um, questioning the um, receptionist as Chloe, not Chloe, Cassie and her mom walk up to the receptionist's desk, and uh, they give uh, their father her father's name. And the receptionist looks at them and she has like that look on her face and she like tells them in a like really sad tone that that patient passed away two hours ago. And Cassie and her mom's face just, just drop as well. Cassie's father and her mom's husband is dead. They ask how. But the receptionist says that they can't 
they can't say anything. And even then, they don't really know regardless. The receptionist says that she's sorry, but they're going to, they are actually going to have to leave the hospital. There is um, some incidents going on right now in the building, and they're not even supposed to be here. Visitors aren't being accepted. Again, she tells them that she does apologize. As an alarm goes off, and um, there's like somebody on the intercom says that there's been exposure. There's been an exposure on floor X. Like they just say a random floor, and they say that they need the um, they need the attending police officers there immediately. One of the cop ushers Cassie and her mom out of the hospital and tells them that they uh, they just have to leave. They can't stay. It's not safe. And then we just see the cops. They have their guns and are running. They're running to like the staircases and running up them. We don't know what's fully going on up there. But Cassie and her mom walk out of the hospital and get into their car. As in the car, they just they just both break down crying. Cassie looks at her mom and just. It's just clear that her mom is lost now with, without her husband alive. Cassie asks her mom if she's okay. As Cassie looks at her mom's arm, like while she's on, you know, the driving wheel, and on her right arm, there is a huge bite mark on it end of the episode hello everybody it is rowdy and we are about to begin humanity season one episode two bite mark this is going to be a more of a bottle episode kind of like the first one it's going to be centering around chloe cordon it's going to be a flashback episode centering around her mainly however there is going to be some present day stuff. It's just that a large portion of this episode is going to be this flashback centered around, around Chloe. So anyway, let's begin. Hello, everybody. It is Rowdy, and we are about to begin Humanity Season 1, Episode 2, Bite Mark. This is going to be a more of a bottle episode, kind of like the first one. It's going to be centering around Chloe Cordon. It's going to be a flashback episode centering around her mainly. However, there is going to be some present day stuff. It's just that a large portion of this episode is going to be this flashback centering around Chloe. So anyway, let's begin. We end the episode on a car driving down the freeway in the town and in the car is Cassie and her mom and they are driving to the hospital because at the end of uh, episode one we saw that Cassie had to leave and she didn't really say exactly what's going on but as Cassie and her mom were talking we found out that Cassie's father isn't doing so well he got really sick so the hospital called them over to see what's going on so they can check on him so now Cassie and her mom are driving to the hospital. 
we see Cassie and her mom and her mom interact uh, on the way to the hospital. Cassie says that she's just worried about dad, but her mom says that it's going to be okay. His condition is pretty uh, serious, but he was recovering pretty quick. So maybe it's just a, it's just a one random thing and he'll get better. She's gotten really sick before and made a near recovery. She got sick for a day, but then she made a full recovery after. Cass says that she sure hopes that that is the case. Cass's mom asks if uh, she wants to turn on the radio for a bit. So they turn on the radio and there is a news report and they are talking about a disease. The news reporter talks about a disease that's been reported across all 50 states, Canada, and in some parts of Mexico. They said that the disease does not have much uh, known about it except for some symptoms such as coughing, fatigue, and like he lists a bunch of other symptoms and says that at this time they are unaware about the fatality rate, but they can confirm that there have been fatalities related, but they do not have like an exact number related to, to the disease. The news reporter says that right now that's all they can give while the CDC is going more into it to see what they can do. The news reporter just goes on to say some other stuff and then the news report ends. Cassie asks her mom what that could be about. Then Cassie's mom just says, don't worry about it. It's just another flu or something. But then Cassie's like, flu season? It's June. Cassie's mom just says, hey, don't think about it. You're just going to over-worry yourself. And with that, we cut to the intro. So we go back to the episode with a shot of a California resort a few days before the um, end of episode one. Approximately a day, actually. And we cut to a hotel room. And then in the bed, we see Chloe who is uh, in bed with a um, with one of her friends and the other bed, it's two other girls since the guys are separate from the girls. Chloe gets up and uh, her friend next door, whose name is Madison, gets up. And then we, uh, we see Chloe go into the shower and uh, Madison says that she'll meet her down for breakfast. The two other girls tell Chloe that they're not feeling too well and that they'll just uh, meet them later. And they have a bit of a flu or something, like they're coughing. Nothing too serious, but, well, it doesn't seem serious, but as we'll see later on, it might actually be more serious than it looks. Chloe leaves the hotel room after her shower, and then she begins walking outside the resort as happy music is playing. We see just teenagers running around having fun. There's pools, people swimming, children running around, people playing in a basketball court. It's a very optimistic and happy scene, similar to what we had in the first episode with Alex riding to school. But we see a guy uh, leaning against the pole on his phone, and Chloe goes up to him and kisses him, and turns out this is her boyfriend, whose name is Jason. Jason asks what took her so long, and Chloe just laughs and says that she was in the shower and some of her roommates weren't feeling too well. Jason says that uh, he's a bit surprised because one of his roommates isn't feeling too well either. And that's actually the case for a few people. 
Chloe asked, maybe there's some kind of bug. Jason says, I mean, maybe. He said the last trip that the, the high school did the year before, a few students got sick. Turned out that some kid ended up uh, getting kind of infected with like something by touching something he wasn't supposed to. And then a few other people got sick. And Chloe says, well, hey, history is bound to repeat itself. Jason says that they're about to do roll calls, so they should probably go meet in the lounge area. Chloe and Jason walk together into the lounge, this lounge area, and then we have all like these teenagers sitting around. And then we have the teachers slash chaperones coming up, and they read out a schedule for the day. And they just like explain some certain things, like they have some kind of surfing events, some other stuff. It's like an organized school trip they're on. Something that I did a few months ago, actually. But anyway, so they're on the school trip, and um, the teacher says that they're going to be going back home in about a week. So try to get the best of it now, since this is a once in a lifetime type trip with the school. Another chaperone addresses that a few students have uh, reported to be sick. And this chaperone just says that if they're not feeling anything, if they're feeling anything and like not feeling well, they should report to um, their room till further notice to make sure they don't get anybody else sick. The head chaperone says that that's it really for uh, for them and just tells them to enjoy themselves and that there is a dance at that at night and they're going to be having a good time. There's going to be food. There's going to be music. and It's going to be a goddamn party. The students and children, all these teenagers walk out of the room and Jason and Chloe are walking together and meet up with Madison. And um, Madison just walks with them as they um, decide, hey, let's not go to breakfast from the hotel since the food is kind of shit. Let's go to a restaurant not far from here. Jason says that it's actually a really good idea since he'd love to, you know, have some edible food for once. So they uh, leave the resort and walk across the street to this um, to this breakfast restaurant, which is basically a Denny's. It wouldn't be called Denny's because of, uh, you know, probably like um, licensing and stuff, but it'd be like a parody of Denny's that they'd be eating at. They're eating there and having a bit of a, a bit of breakfast. And then a cop walks in and um, he talks to Rochep receptionist and like Jason, Chloe and Madison, they're like right next to the receptionist desk. They're like in a booth right next to it. So they kind of hear this conversation go down and the cop asks if um, anybody with uh, showing certain symptoms has walked in and he would describe like similar symptoms to that radio broadcast we heard with uh, Cassie and her mom at the beginning of the episode. The woman says that she is unaware and asks why. The cops says that they've gotten some reports of some kind of flu or something, some kind of um, infection that people have been getting. It's nothing too serious, but they're trying to investigate to make sure it's nothing too bad, as they have reports of at least 50 around the area. The receptionist says that she has nothing uh, to know about it right now. The cop thanks her and says that, uh, just call if there's anything, and the cop walks out. Um, a waiter comes up to um, the kids uh, about to take their order and they ask the waiter what that was about. 
But the waiter says that he doesn't really know, and even if he did know, he wouldn't be allowed to disclose it, so he apologizes. We um we don't like I'm not gonna describe the scene, but we would have a small scene of them like discussing and building up um character development between the three characters as they eat breakfast and all that. But it's not something I'm just gonna describe in detail because it would be too long. But it would just be a scene to mainly develop the characters and, you know, give more insight on who they are. We jump a few hours later to um, a scene at night. And uh, we see, like, the kids, they're going to this party. And it's, like, in a certain part of the resort. And it's, like, really, like, crazy. There's music. Kids are dancing. And, like, drinking, like, fruit punch and stuff. And though it wouldn't be said, it'd be clearly shown that some of these kids are drunk. Like, they managed to, like, sneak in some alcohol and put that in their drinks. So Chloe and Jason walk in with Madison, but then Madison says that she has to go grab something from the room and that she'll be back. Chloe uh, says uh, just be back soon because they want to all hang out and have a good time. So Jason and Chloe walk together to like this table with food and they each grab some food and some punch and they just drink and just talk. Jason asks how Alex is doing and if she spoke to him. Chloe says she hasn't she hasn't spoken on the phone with him with, for about two days, but he was doing good last last uh, last she heard. Jason says that he's pretty mature for his age. I mean, he says like when he when he was uh, Alex's age, he was a little shit. But Chloe just says um, her parents are never really around; they're always on business trips, and she's always at school or hanging out with friends. I mean, that's kind of the same with Alex, but. Alex has kind of been self-raised for the most part for the last two years. So he's definitely more independent than most. And it just caused him to have a more mature mindset for his age than most people. Jason says that it makes sense. But he says he respects him. He's a good kid and he's a good brother to Chloe. And Chloe says that she wouldn't have been any other way. Jason also brings up the character Kelly from the first episode. And he asks, like, how things are going between them. But then Chloe just shrugs him off and says that she does not want to talk about that stupid bitch. And Jason tries to, you know, push him more, but Chloe just brushes him off and just tells him to drop it. We cut to a scene with Madison as she heads back to her hotel room. She opens her door and um, enters the room, which is completely dark, and she... uh calls out her roommates names i don't really have names for them but she just would call them out and they don't answer she walks into the room more like where the beds are and then she is attacked by one of her roommates and this um roommate well he's a zombie well she is a zombie well, obviously, they don't know that yet, but she's trying to bite Madison. And Madison tries to push her off and screams, like, asking what the hell's going on. And she pushes the first roommate off of her and tries to run for the door. But then the other roommate is, like, in the bathroom and walks out, tackles Madison, and bites her in the neck 
as she screams. And there's just a ton of blood. And it is a very, very graphic death. For, like, the first death in the series, this is a very graphic, like, very graphic scene. She screams for help as these two, uh, the two roommates who are zombified just eat her alive as she just screams at the top of her lungs. We cut back to the dance where Chloe and Jason... Um, are talking and they're like, where the hell is Madison? It's been a good while. And they're like, hey, let's go check on her. Not before like Jason actually pulls out his phone and tries to call her, but she doesn't answer. They walk to the door to leave the area. But then one of the chaperones stops them and asks where they're going. Chloe says she's going to check on Madison. Hasn't seen her in a little bit. Uh, the teacher asks if... Um, if she cannot do that, they'd rather try to not have um, students out of the uh, out of this area. But Chloe says she's just going to go get her and come back. The teacher is like, fine, but I got to go with you. It's the rules. Sorry. So the teacher um, kind of guides them. Well, it's only Chloe. Like she says that the teacher says that the um, Jason cannot go with Chloe. So Chloe and the chaperone walk together. And they head to the hotel room and they go to the door and they knock on it. Chloe mentions that her two roommates were sick. I mean, maybe like, you know, maybe Madison just wasn't feeling good and, you know, wasn't feeling good and just stayed in the room or just decided to stay in. There's no answer at the door after the knock. The teacher continues to knock and ask him to open the door before just being like, screw it. And she pulls out a key card to open it because like all like these chaperones have like master key cards that allow them to open the students' rooms. The teacher opens the room and like she knows they're clearly in there because she hears uh, footsteps. The teacher opens the door and is immediately tackled by Madison, who is now zombified. And the, and Chloe backs up as the teacher is tackled. And the teacher's like super shocked and like, what the hell's going on? Chloe screams at Madison and tells her to get off her. But Madison just continues to growl and try to attack the teacher. And then we see the two other um, roommates head towards them. And then Madison takes a huge bite out of this teacher's neck as the teacher screams. And then Chloe just runs down the stairs as the three zombies begin, well, going after her. They uh, they continue to follow her, and they're pretty fast. They're, uh, the zombies in this series are actually going to be pretty fast, unlike The Walking Dead. They're not, like, full-on running, but they're definitely, like, speed-walking. So they're, they're definitely more of a threat in this series than they are in The Walking Dead. Chloe uh, continues to run out of the building, and um, she runs down to the lobby uh, to head back outside to where the dance is going on. And the receptionist asks what's going on. And uh, Chloe screams out, there's, there's been deaths. And the receptionist is kind of, um, you know, like confused and asks if Chloe is like high or something. As we see the three zombies turn the corner and begin running at, um, well, not running, but, you know, 
walking towards Chloe and the receptionist. As the door to the hotel opens and two police officers officers come in and they unload their guns into the three zombies. They don't kill them right away since um, only headshots can kill them and they're unaware of that. But after like each of them managed to place a headshot, they all drop dead. Chloe is in shock and she's clearly just traumatized from this incident. The cops run up to her and ask her if she's okay. And she and she's just speechless. And she has a bit of blood on her from like when the teacher was killed. So um, one of the um, chaperones, along with the head chaperone, comes in and asks what the hell's going on. As Jason and a bunch of other students come too, since obviously there were gunshots. The cops say uh, the cops say it's not their concern that it'll be handled. Go back to your rooms, and uh, you know. Try not to think about it. We're now in a room where the cops are uh, questioning Chloe about what happened. And she kind of tells them the whole story about her uh, not seeing Madison for a while. So going to check on her with the chaperone. Chaperone opened the door. She was attacked. And they were... And she doesn't know what was up with her, but she was acting completely out of control. She just went crazy. She asked how that could happen. The cops ask if um, she was showing any symptoms of like coughing and like those symptoms that we had before. And Chloe says that not Madison, but the two roommates. Yeah. And a lot of other people at the resort. The cops look at each other and uh, soon they'll be like, yeah, we've seen this before. The cops tell Chloe that they can't really disclose much, but this is something they've heard all over the, um, all over uh, the state of California. Chloe, uh, Chloe asks if she knows what exactly was up with them. And the cop says, I mean, they're not doctors, but from what, Little they do know, it's something to do with the virus. But not many people know about it, and it hasn't happened enough to go mainstream. The cops uh, look at Chloe and ask her nicely to just try not to um, tell anyone what happened. It would just cause, you know, it would cause um, a frenzy, and it's not something that they want. The cops say they know about the whole, that they're like on a school trip, and for their own safety, they've spoken with uh, the head counselor and they're going to be sent back home in the morning, like back to where, they're, where they came from. Chloe asks if she can go and the cops say, um, yeah, of course, and tell her that they're sorry about her friend. And she looks at them and just says, it's not going to bring her back, is she? Is it? And just walks out. And she just, we just have a close-up shot of Chloe, and she has, like, tears rolling down her face because, well, Madison, who was literally, like, her best friend, died in a horrific way. And Jason is uh, waiting for her outside as he she goes up to him and hugs him. And Jason asks what happened, and she just, she just continues to cry and says that she just does not know. All students are called into a uh, the meeting room 
like the from like the beginning of the episode and the head counselor explains a bit about what happened not the full story since he was asked along with like with along with chloe not to disclose too much but he announces that there has been the unfortunate um there's been an unfortunate incident and that there's been the loss of life of around 10 students because some other people died too, not just Chloe, not just Chloe's friends and, you know, Madison. And every, all the students are like looking at each other, like super shocked. And some of them are crying and some of the people who died were their friends and maybe boyfriends, girlfriends and people they had relationships with. The head, the head counselor says that due to safety concerns in the morning, they're going to be going back to Massachusetts he says that their parents are already being informed that they are coming back and um, tells them that they will, that for their own safety, all students will be divided in individual rooms. The police are sweeping out the rooms to make sure they are clear and safe. And he's, and the counselor also says that if anybody is showing any signs to go to the police immediately for their own safety and for the safety of the others. The counselor, again, apologizes and says that this is a tragedy and that when they're home, they will honor the students that lost their lives on this horrific day. Chloe just sits there, again, emotionless, as Jason just hugs her and tells her it's going to be okay. We cut back to the present day with... um. Alex and Chloe on the couch. And this was basically like all told by uh, Chloe to Alex. And, and Alex is just shocked to hear that all that happened. Chloe is just in tears still. And she says that she's just completely destroyed, like about how that could happen. Alex asks if she's heard anything else about what exactly went down. (sighs) Chloe says, not much, but that whole virus thing, it's been reported across all the states now. She says that some bad shit is going on, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. Alex calms her down and tells her that it's not going to go that way. At least he hopes not. He says that whatever it is that is going on, the CDC, medical professionals, they'll find a way around it. Maybe they're about to go into a pandemic or something, something serious, but... Their society survived the Black Plague like decades ago, decades ago, centuries ago. They survived all these awful plagues. Whatever this is, they're going to make it. And he tells her that, that he knows they're going to make it. Alex asks why Chloe didn't call. And Chloe tells him that, well, for some reason, the phone lines have been faulty Something about a lot of 911 calls and the phone lines have just been completely clogged up and it's been impossible to reach anybody. Alex asks um, Chloe about their parents and if she tried to reach them. I mean, again, Alex. Alex is just, you know... Alex's question is just, you know, same answer. Chloe just says, couldn't reach them. Chloe says that Jason's on her way on his way now to bring um to bring her stuff. 
and well she just wants to go to bed and forget about all this and hope that maybe this is some kind of awful nightmare Alex hugs her and tells her that no matter what he's always going to be here for her he might be her he might be younger than her and like he might be her little brother but it doesn't mean he can't take care of her she smiles and tells him that she loves him even when she can be a bitch to him he's always going to be her little brother a car pulls up and it's Jason from you know the flashback and he comes out uh, with uh, his car which has Chloe's bags in it cuz Chloe like took a bus or something to get to get back here Jason uh, comes out with the bags and Alex and Chloe come out to help uh, bring everything inside Jason and Alex interact a little bit and Alex you know tells Jason he's sorry about what happened and Jason says that he is too and he can't believe um, such a tragic incident could happen. He says that Madison, all those people that did nothing wrong, even if they did, even if they weren't saying some of them, they didn't deserve that fate. Alex says nobody does. They all walk in and they uh, end up making supper. Alex doesn't eat since he already ate, but... He does sit with them and talk to them about um, some stuff as they kind of talk a bit, all three of them. Again, it's more of character development than anything, but it's clear that um, these three have a tight bond. Alex loves Chloe as his sister, and him and Jason, like, they have, like, a really, like, brotherly relationship. Jason, uh, Jason talks to Alex about girls a little bit. Though, like, with what happened, they try to not think about it and try to talk as if as if things were normal. And Jason just asks Alex if he's spoken to any cute girls lately. And Alex says, yeah, but nobody he necessarily feels for right now. And Jason just kind of messes with him and teases him, but Chloe just taps him on the back and tells him, they just back off and stop being a jerk. And Jason's just like, I'm just messing with the kid. Chloe, uh, Chloe and Jason finish their food and they say, hey, they're going to go to bed. And Chloe tells Alex he should go to bed as well. Alex asks, like, you know, exactly what are they going to do now? He says that he's just nervous for her. Like, he hopes that this doesn't affect her too much. But Chloe, like, doesn't hold anything back and says that she's not going to be the same. Madison was her best friend. She's not going to be the same person without her. Alex assures her that, again, he's always going to be here for her. And that she'll find a way out of it. Tragedy. Tragedy does suck, but tragedy can sometimes lead to happiness in the end. You come out stronger. And that's the important part. So now Alex uh, goes to his room and he lays down. And he's just on his phone texting again. And we don't know who he's texting again. Hmm. Like this is like an episode one where he was texting somebody who we didn't know who. But again, he's like texting that person. And with that, this is kind of the end of Alex's storyline for this episode. And now we cut back to um, back to Cassie from the beginning. 
as her and her mom arrive at the hospital. They enter the hospital, and there's cops here. Like, there's cops um, questioning the um, receptionist as Chloe, not Chloe, Cassie and her mom walk up to the receptionist's desk, and uh, they give uh, their father her father's name, and the receptionist looks at them, and she has, like, that look on her face, and she, like, tells them in a, like, really sad tone that that patient passed away two hours ago. And Cassie and her mom's face just, just drop as, well, Cassie's father and her mom's husband is dead. They ask how, but the receptionist says that they can't, they can't say anything. And even then they don't really know regardless. The receptionist says that she's sorry, but they're going to, they are actually going to have to leave the hospital. There is um, some incidents going on right now in the building, and they're not even supposed to be here. Visitors aren't being accepted. Again, she tells them that she does apologize. As an alarm goes off, and um, there's like somebody on the intercom says that there's been exposure. There's been an exposure on floor X. Like they just say a random floor, and they say that they need the. Um, they need the attending police officers there immediately. One of the cop ushers Cassie and her mom out of the hospital and tells them that they uh, they just have to leave. They can't stay. It's not safe. And then we just see the cops. They have their guns and are running. They're running to like the staircases and running up them. We don't know what's fully going on up there. But Cassie and her mom walk out of the hospital and get into their car. As in the car, they just... They just both break down crying. Cassie looks at her mom and just... It's just clear that her mom is lost now without her husband alive. Cassie asks her mom if she's okay. As Cassie looks at her mom's arm, like while she's on, you know, the driving wheel, and on her right arm, there is a huge bite mark on it. End of the episode. So that was episode two. What did you think? I thought it was a pretty interesting episode. It was definitely, again, kind of a bottle episode, like episode one, but it was... Honestly, think about it. It was actually pretty eventful. And we just got a lot of plot stuff along with the character development. And man, think about it. This episode was dark. <laughs> Damn, yeah, this was a very dark episode. Holy shit. And I think, obviously, I skipped over some scenes. Because some of them were just character interaction slash development. But I think there would definitely be some additional scenes at the hotel with, like, the deaths. Maybe we'd see scenes from other rooms, you know, and other zombified people. But that's some stuff that I didn't want to go over because it, it would kind of just be repeating what we already saw. And I don't want to go... I don't want to go too insanely dark and edgy too soon, so... Well, anyway, I hope you enjoyed. This was episode two, Bite Mark. Name's Rowdy. See you in episode three, Doomsday.